Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk uh, right now uh, with our Radio.com Sports NBA insider, Ryan McDonough. Insider calls are brought to you by the mid-size Metris from Mercedes-Benz. Ryan joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you got to be uh, kind of proud of uh, how this Phoenix Suns team is playing your former team when you were the general manager there. I'm assuming you probably still keep tabs on them. I do, Sparky and Gary, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yeah, we still live here in the Phoenix area, guys, and watch the team closely. And uh, they're off to a 6-4 and four start. They had another very competitive game against the Lakers last night that uh, came down to the final minutes. The Suns actually led with about three minutes left, and then LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma did their things down the stretch to pull out the win for the Lakers. But, uh, yeah, the team's off to a good start, and uh, I'm hoping, or those of us here in Phoenix who follow the team are hoping that uh, that results in the first all-star appearance of Devin Booker's career. Uh, he's played really well through their first 10 games. Yeah, he looks like he's taking another step. Uh, for the Bucks, obviously, here in Milwaukee, uh, it's always about uh, Giannis uh, and his growth. But now with Chris Middleton going down with an injury uh, that's supposedly going to keep him out three to four weeks was uh, the report that we had heard. Uh, how big of an impact do you think that'll have on this Bucks team losing Middleton? I think it'll have an impact, but they're talented enough and deep enough to overcome that, guys. And um, if you look at their schedule over the next month or so, uh, while Middleton is projected to be out, if you look at their schedule through about the first week in December, it's pretty favorable. They have the Chicago Bulls a couple times, the Atlanta Hawks twice, uh, and then you know the New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Charlotte Hornets, who are uh, among the worst teams in the league. So as long as Giannis is healthy, uh, George Hill is off to a great start to the year, as you guys know. But uh, it, it all starts with Giannis. As long as he's healthy and they have enough shooting and depth around them, which I, I think they do have to beat those teams, even without Middleton, uh, I think they'll be fine and remain among the top teams in the Eastern Conference for when Middleton comes back sometime in December. You know, the, the East seems to be very competitive. I mean, you, I think you've got Boston. I mean, they're, they're looking for a, a rebounce back. I mean, uh, uh, Toronto, I mean, we don't know what that's going to look like, but they're, they're playing some pretty good basketball. What's your thoughts on the East uh, overall? I think it's better than a lot of people anticipated. Uh, not that the Bucks are good. I think everybody thought the Bucks and the 76ers, those two teams in particular, were going to be the two best teams in the conference and would probably meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it looks like that still may be true. Uh, but I, I look at teams like the Celtics, who you mentioned, and the Miami Heat. Uh, I think those two teams are better than a lot of people anticipated. Uh, to the Toronto, obviously losing Kawhi and Danny Green hurt, but uh, they played phenomenally well, and, and Pascal Siakam looks like he's taken another big step this year, where I think he's in the mix, uh, at least on the extended list, to be an MVP candidate at this point. And then uh, don't sleep on Indiana. Uh, the Pacers lost their first three games uh, this year. They're 6-1 they're and one since then. And uh, as you guys know, some point over the next uh, month or two, they'll get Victor Oladipo back. So uh, I think those six teams in the top of the East have separated from the pack a little bit. Obviously, that pack includes Milwaukee. Um, but I think a lot of people prior to the year thought the Bucks and Sixers would run away and be at the top of the conference all by themselves. And uh, that hasn't been the case, at least through the first 10 games of the season you know when you talk about the coaching job that uh, Budenholzer did uh, last year you look at the coaching job that he did in Atlanta uh, winning 60 wins and then after that it kind of fell off a little bit because Atlanta went into a rebuild mode and we do our projections at the beginning of the year I, I projected them to to win less games this year uh, than they did last year because I just feel like 
you're going to this load management thing that's popular right now uh, with Kawhi Leonard. I, I think you're going to probably see them probably try and rest Giannis a little bit more throughout the course of this year than maybe they did last year. Where do you come out on the rest issue in the NBA with uh, star basketball players? That's a great question. I think it's, it's evolving so quickly, guys, as far as the sports science and the impact it's having it on the players and the league as a whole. Um, you know, I think the, the mantra 15 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, was that if a guy's available and healthy, even if he's tired or sore or banged up, then he should play. No matter what, he should play. And I think as teams are integrating the sports science a little bit more, they're saying, wait a minute, you know, why, why would we burn a guy like Giannis, who's the reigning MVP, who, who was the best player on the best team in the league last year in the regular season, why would we burn him through, you know, 75 or 80 games in the regular season, uh, given that, you know, the, with the Bucks' talent level and their depth, they're going to be a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, almost regardless of what happens. As long as Giannis plays a majority of the games, they're going to be in the top eight in the East. So, um, you know, teams are valuing health over seeding and home court advantage. And uh, I, I think, guys, if you look at the data and study it like we did when I was in the front offices of the Boston Celtics and Phoenix Suns, it does make sense. You'd rather have Giannis healthy and fresh in May and June uh, than in November, especially when you're playing uh, some of the teams on the Bucks' upcoming schedule that uh, they may have a chance to be without. Talking with Radio.com Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough and former Phoenix Suns general manager here on the Wendy's Big Show. You know, and a lot of people have been talking about that, though, but as, as you look at, at the Milwaukee Bucks and you talk a little bit about uh, Middleton being out, but but I think maybe this may be a blessing in disguise that you're going to have other guys step up. I don't know if there's one guy can do it, but maybe your your bench now can develop a little bit more. Well, that, that does happen sometimes, guys, and, and obviously you'd rather see that now. You'd rather have the guys get tested and maybe stretched a little bit now. And, uh, you know, look, looking down Milwaukee's roster, uh, looking at guys like George Hill uh, and Pat Connaughton, uh, you know, those, those two in particular, uh, maybe Sterling Brown would play more minutes and, and Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, the young guard out of Villanova. So uh, I'd look at those guys. Those guys will have to step up and play more. Um, I, I think generally it is a, uh, you know, a mid-career younger player. So I, I don't think uh, Bud would run Kyle Korver or Wesley Matthews into the ground, for example. Those guys kind of are what they are at this stage in their career. But uh, for the young guys, it is an opportunity uh, to get reps, to gain confidence and gain experience. And uh, as you guys know, if, if you get that opportunity early in the season and you're successful, that builds your confidence. You, you get more repetitions, and then you are more comfortable if Coach Budenholzer puts you in the game when the playoffs start in May and June. Ryan, did you like the offseason by the Bucks getting a Robin Lopez, a Corver that you mentioned, and, of course, a Wesley Matthews? They definitely got older and added some more veteran presence in the locker room. Yeah, I thought it was a solid offseason overall, guys. Uh, I, I gave them a B. Uh, the, the only reason it wasn't an A, it, well, two reasons. The first is, is the loss of Malcolm Brogdon, um, you know, I, I think hurts to some extent. Uh, I thought at times over the past few years he was the second-best player on the Bucks roster uh, behind only Giannis. And Middleton's a terrific player as well, but I, I thought at certain times, especially in the playoffs, that Brogdon was the second-best uh, player on Milwaukee's team. Uh, and then, obviously, the loss of Nikola Mirotic, uh, that, that, that was uh, unforeseen. Um, you know, obviously him going back to, to Europe. So, uh, but, but you're right. The, the offseason additions they had, um, you, you know, the, the most important part of their offseason, guys, was re-signing their own free agents, and they did that by bringing back Chris Middleton and, and Brooke Lopez. Uh, I, I think Robin Lopez is probably one of the best if not the best backup centers in the league now. He, he would start, uh, I think, for a number of teams. Now he's coming off the bench in Milwaukee. So um, I, I like their offseason, and uh, they, they didn't have to make a whole lot of splashy moves, as you guys know. They were the best team in the league last year in the regular season. 
uh, as you know better than anybody. They were 10-1 and one and rolling through the playoffs until midway through the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, they did what they had to do, and they're among a handful of teams uh, who I think can contend for a championship, and um, that, that's why I think they will prioritize rest with a guy like Giannis over trying to win as many games as they can in the regular season. As you guys know, they, they did that. Uh, it benefited them with home court advantage, uh, but then in the Eastern Conference Finals, they sputtered out a bit, losing four in a row. So uh, I, I can see them not being aggressive with their pedal to the metal in the regular season this year and trying to line Giannis up to be more healthy and comfortable going into the playoffs. So Ryan McDonough, put your general manager hat on here for a second. They, they gave Chris Middleton five years at around $178 million. Uh, do you think that is is worth the bang for the buck that they paid Chris Middleton? Because this town, I will tell you, there were quite a few people not happy that they gave Chris Middleton all that money and don't think he's worth all that money. Well, so here's the way I look at it, guys, is the most important decision the Bucks have to make over a multi-year period, and I don't think I'm overstating it to say it's one of the most important decisions in franchise history, is to get their best player, Giannis Adetokounmpo, to sign the Supermax extension that he's eligible for next summer. So if that means you overpay Chris Middleton a little bit or pay Brooke Lopez a little more than you wanted uh, to keep a championship contending team, which certainly the Bucks are, then you do it. As long as the owners are, are willing to write the check, then you do it. Because, um, yeah, you know, Middleton making a little more in terms of um, dollars per year and, and with a five-year deal than, than the Bucks would like, I'm sure he is. But, uh, guys, all that's irrelevant. If you get Giannis Adetokounmpo to sign on the dotted line uh, come next July, it'll all be worth it because you have a championship contending team. And most importantly, you kept one of the best players in the NBA, maybe the best player in the entire league, and the number one guy that most executives like to start a team around in Giannis in Milwaukee for four or five years, then to me that's worth it regardless of what the cost is or what you had to pay the other guys on the roster. Ryan, this may be a little bit off topic, topic, but I heard Mark Cuban today talk a little bit about load management and said that he's all for it. What's your thoughts on load, load management? Well, so, so I, I think that, you know, that ties in a little bit to what I was talking about earlier with the sports science and the, and the data coming into it. Um, you know, so uh, let, me, let me steal a line from, from Bill Polian, the great NFL executive who ran the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I heard Bill Polian give a speech one time, and uh, somebody asked him a question about the best ability for a player to have. He said, well, the best ability is availability. Yeah. The guy's got to be available. He's got to be able to play. He's got to be healthy. Um, and, and if not, all this other stuff is, is worthless. As you guys know, if a guy's injured or not in the lineup, then he's not doing you any good as a team. So I think teams are getting more strategic about load management. I know the league doesn't like it. Um, however, I will say this. I think there are different ways to do it, guys. And what I mean by that is uh, having watched LeBron James last night play for the L.A. Lakers against the Phoenix Suns, and LeBron has done this a number of times throughout his career. I think Michael Jordan used to do it. Um, there, there's a way for those veteran stars to manage their loads individually. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, guys can coast and play at about 75, 80% through the first three, three and a half quarters, and then the great players are able to flip that switch and turn it on in, in a close game and put the game away down the stretch. Um, that, that's, how, you know, what LeBron says. That's how he says he wants to do it. Uh, other teams look at it differently. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be a playoff team, it's about protecting the players and making sure they're healthy and peaking when you start the playoffs. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. I'm sure you're enjoying a lot warmer weather than we are here of in Wisconsin. Uh, so enjoy your nice Phoenix weather, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll enjoy our snow and uh, freezing temperatures. Well, it's 15 degrees right now. 15 yeah, well, degrees. well, we're only about 70 degrees uh, warmer than you guys right now. So ne- next time I call in from the pool, I'll have a drink in hand, and uh, you guys can tell me the, the forecast in Milwaukee. You're not funny. All right, Ryan, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you next time. That's 
Sparky and Gary. Thanks, guys. You betcha. Take you care. care. That was Radio.com Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough. Insider calls are brought to you by the midsize mattress from Mercedes-Benz. Catch uh, Ryan weekdays on Scals and Pals, a podcast Scals and uh, Pals. with him, Brian Scalabrini, Kendrick Perkins, and more. Available on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. Just search SCAL, S-C-A-L. And, uh, of course, Ryan joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.